0: all right so telling a story about myself is not the easiest thing to do especially when it's uh being recorded for a podcast even one that i created (laughs) but i'm gonna do my best the story is very specific to uh, a day and time that i tend to tell a lot as a story of change that will maybe help other players, other people uh, learn from and maybe create another story that um, they can can use for themselves as a way to understand and have a little more awareness about themselves and then move in a, a better direction than the one I did. So the day is very ingrained in my memory. It's May 23rd, 2005. I was a pitcher for the Atlanta Braves, and we were playing the Philadelphia Phillies. And that singular event wasn't necessarily monumental in any way, but um, it was maybe the culmination of a lot of things leading up to that time and that day that made it stand out in my mind for as long as I live. So to give you some of that history Um, I had been in the major leagues for, you know, about four and a half years at this point, maybe, maybe just over four years. And I had sort of this up and down career, uh, definitely some good, more not so good, but I was given lots of chances and, um, it felt like 2005 with the Braves was, Sort of this last chance, right? This last chance to prove myself and to to show that um, I really did belong in the major leagues. And it was it was very obvious to to me, and you know, ev- the league, you know, everyone knew that that this was kind of my last chance to really stick for a long time. And miraculously, I made the team out of spring training. Um, Bobby Cox and Liam Mazzoni liked some of the stuff that I, I was able to deliver. I had a good changeup, average fastball, um, but I could come out of the bullpen and, and get some outs. And um, the years leading up to this, um, I had never really, I was never really able to put it all together for a long amount of time. And those two months in 05 was the longest I had ever been, been able to put it together. I was consistently getting people out, um, consistently feeling good about my outings. There was more trust um, from Bobby and Leo and the management to continue to put me in games that mattered and games late in games. And so there was getting to be more notoriety. Um, People were starting to understand that I was an integral part of that. Bullpen. I remember Eddie Perez was our backup catcher, and I remember him telling me in early May that if I was pitching well, then we always had a chance. Um, And it was it was coming from a veteran catcher that you know when he said something, it meant something. So that was very very impactful. And a couple days before uh, May twenty third. I got a call from my agent. My agent told me that he had talked to management and said that if I kept pitching well that I would be in line for a contract of two or three million dollars per year for maybe a two-year contract. And I had never even been close to something like that. And that sort of money was insane to me. And it was it it the money was sort of like crazy to think about, but it was also more of like, there was these conversations about me about how good I was doing. Right. And that was like, I started thinking about that. And, um, I was like, man, that's, there's, (laughs) you know, people are talking about how well I'm doing. And I, I started to think about all the other times, all the other chances that I had in my life of, this chance for success and I had this profound fear of success like I did not deserve the success I um, like I wasn't capable of the success like I wasn't deserving and um, that it wasn't me you know that wasn't what um, I was built for for like this spotlight or this money or whatever that came along with success it just wasn't something that I felt like um, I, you know, I was capable of, or just something that, you know, wasn't who I was for, for whatever reason. And so when I got that call from my agent, that was, it sort of stirred up all of those emotions and all those thoughts that I had before. And then a day after that, we're flying home to Atlanta and um, Bobby Cox calls me up to the front of the plane and and he asked me if I was ready. And I knew what he was talking about because our, our closing pitcher was not pitching well. And so they were looking for a replacement late in the game to close games. And I said, yes, I was. And he said, good, we're going to need you. So I went back to my seat and all I could think about was two to three million dollars. Being a closer on a very good Atlanta Braves team. And I went to bed that night thinking that now I have to do something different. Now I have to pitch better than what I was pitching before. And the next game, we're playing the Phillies, and it's the eighth inning. And they call me to have me face. The middle of their lineup Jim Tomey was hitting to lead off the eighth inning and Jim Tomey is a Hall of Fame hitter uh, he has over 600 home runs in in the major leagues but Jim Tome had a hard time hitting my changeup and I had always had some pretty good success with him to where I knew if I threw my changeup I could get him out um, for some reason he couldn't see it and I just always felt okay facing him for whatever reason. And so he led off the inning. And before I came into the game, I'm down warming up in the bullpen. And I just remember thinking, "What? how am I going to earn this money? I have to pitch really good. I have to get everybody out. I have to throw better strikes. I have to make my change up better than what it is. And I just have felt felt this immense amount of pressure that I was putting on myself. It was just a normal game. It was May 23rd. There's nothing special about that game or that day. Um, so I end up going in and I look up on the scoreboard and it says, you know, my name and it has your ERA next to it. And my ERA, like I said, was a one nine three. And all of a sudden, all these things it might as well have been the whole scoreboard and everyone in the stands chanting at the same time: 193, 2 million dollars, closer, all of these things, right? And that's that was all that was in my brain. And I get on the mound, Jim Tomey steps into the batter's box, and I look at Jim Tome, and I look at the catcher, and I was like I have no idea how to get this guy out and I had always gotten him out and he looked bigger than life (laughs) like he normally does but um, I stepped I got on the on the rubber and I have no idea what I threw I just remember that he was on first base in four pitches because I walked him in four pitches I was trying to be perfect and avoid his bat, and next thing I know, a double, another double, a walk, and then I'm out of the game, and then our relief pitcher came in and gave up a home run, and all those runs scored, and I remember looking at the scoreboard, and my ERA went from 193 to somewhere in the mid threes, and... The saddest thing about this is I remember al- it almost being a relief. I was almost happy that I I wasn't <laughs> that I wasn't the picture that I was showing that I could be. I was relieved that I all of a sudden didn't have the spotlight on me and that Um, maybe I wasn't that good, you know. Um, and it was this crazy amount of fear that what if I was that good? And it feels okay to like the comfort was in the being the underdog and not being expected to perform well. I had never been expected to be very good, I was not even drafted. I signed my first napkin or sign my first contract on a Denny's napkin for very little money. And all of a sudden I'm getting all these chances in the big leagues and it all comes down to this one moment of facing the middle of the Phillies lineup in May and not understanding who I was or what I was doing out there or what why I was even pitching and feeling comfortable with mediocrity. And shortly after that game, I found myself back in the minor leagues. I think it was about two months later. My ERA was in the sixes and I was back in the minor leagues and wondering what happened to my life and my career and knowing that was pretty much my last chance. And that that time that time of getting sent down and trying to figure out what I was even playing for resulted in about a 7 year gap of my life of reaching at things to you know get over who I was thought I wanted to be, and who I could not become, and it's, it's been a long time, it's been a long time to uh, reconcile that, and um, think about what, to stop thinking about what could have been, and uh, who I was at that time, and I, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of struggle. There has been a lot of struggle with that, and what it what it's done for me now is allowed me to be where I am now with the job I have now and helping other people not have a May 23rd of 2005 in their lives and understand their purpose and their process and how they what they're, what they're, what they dream about what they really want. Because I didn't know. I was, I was blown by the winds of what everyone else thought I should be. And maybe sometimes what I thought I should be. But I feel like if I had a stronger sense of me, May 23rd would just have been another day. And who knows where I would be right now. But I know that my purpose now is very strong. And what I want to achieve is very clear. So that day will always be a day that I think about as a day of change. And I hated that day for a long time. But now I'm grateful for what it's shown to me and how it's helped me live the life I'm living now. So hope you Enjoyed that story. There are others, but we'll uh, start it off with that. Thank you.